0: Welcome to Pure awesome Podcast. This is Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're at episode number 19. 19. 1-9. Nine. Wait, about- this is the part where you're supposed to say, I can't believe we're at episode number 19. No, 19. I'm not doing it this
1: time. I learned my lesson. You like called me out last night.
0: Oh, good. Okay, so we broke that habit.
1: But I can't believe we're going to be at almost number 20. <laughs> <laughs> I still had to do it.
0: So, But you missed that segue there. You see how I said like you broke that habit. And this episode is about habits.
1: Oh, there you go. See, Boom. all right. Now, this episode, you know, we always have to update, and then we have a topic. And this topic, you know, there's books out there. You know, the habits of a, of a millionaire, or the habits of a seven
0: some, habits of a highly successful people. Yeah, highly effective people, highly or something like that. People, yeah. yeah.
1: So there's a lot. Of, so we don't. I don't want to call it habits of a good reseller or a great reseller. I'm just gonna put habits of a reseller. Habits of a reseller. Is that okay? Sure. Because, you know, there's a lot to learn, right? I still have a lot to learn. You have a lot to learn. And some of these habits are habits that we see other people that I aspire to. Mm. Right? Because for me, it's it's more than just, you know, hey, if I do these things, I'm going to get from point A to point B. It's more of like, hey, if I do these things, things will slowly start changing. And it's going to be a part of who I am as a reseller. So I thought I, I would, you know, talk
0: about that. Yeah, that's good stuff. So like. Honestly, like to start this episode, I, I really have no idea what your 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 agenda is, what you'd like to talk about. So like, are we thinking like habits as far as, you know, like eating your Wheaties and going for a morning <laughs> run to keep your physical fitness going so that you've got the energy to go through the day?
1: Yeah, fitness didn't go into this one. Oh. Just. Well, that's
0: a good one too. Though. No, it is. It
1: is a really good one. Yeah. And I'm the last person to talk about fitness. So <laughs> there you go. I still got my diet due. If you're watching on YouTube. Hey. Diet do fitness. I love diet Mountain Dew. There is no, you know what I said. Caffeine uh, is like a very good substance. Yeah, I had an Insta story that you know this is what I drink all the time, and people were telling me it's poison, and you know, they were kind, but basically like I'm gonna die if I keep drinking that.
0: Yeah, one of one of uh, our friends, um, one of my coworkers, he actually was on one of our Insta stories not too long ago. He drinks uh, diet, I think diet Coke all the time. Uh, and he's got this saying, so I'm I'm attributing it to you there. I don't know if you want me to use your name. I'll I'll shut you out next time Just if you people okay incognito use your name. Uh, but but when people would say things like, "Oh, you know that's bad for you," his response is always, "Yeah, I don't drink it for my health." Nice. It's pretty clever. Yeah, I always say I don't do this for my health. <laughs> I don't have
1: any vices. At least let me keep this one. Mm. So that, but I do have other vices, probably. Yeah. So, anyways, all right, <laughs> let's move on. Okay, so I thought we would do a little bit of. Kind of go down your world of English and do, a, a how do you say, it? alliteration. Oh, I love alliteration. Right. So we're going to say the three habits Tongue of twisters. a reseller are patience, perseverance,
0: and perspective. Patience, perseverance, perspective. Does that is work? Pa- is patience even like a habit Are any of those habits? Like perseverance, maybe I could kind of see. But like when I think habit, I think like, you know, like okay. actual action item.
1: All right. Let's do practices of a reseller.
0: Does that work? Um, I think habits of a reseller is fine, but we're going to have to break down each of these three alliterated terms and uh, figure out how how we can make them habits.
1: Okay. All right. Let's talk
0: about patience. Patience. Why do you think patience is a big deal as a reseller? Oof. Okay. Here's a great example. Uh, I bought, when I very first started, um, an item. It was a... Uh, pasta maker, about two of them. And one of them sold, but it took a little while. And I spent a lot of time like cleaning them up. Um and like over five months later, and I know that's not very long for some people, but finally the second one sold. And I tell you, when I've, I've I've organized my garage like three times and almost every time I organize it, I look at this thing and it's taken up a lot of space and I'm like, I just need to get rid of it. Like I paid $5 for it. It's $5 wasted, whatever. I'll donate it to a thrift store, but it's taking up space. I should just get rid of it. And it sold for what I was asking for. And I had a great ROI. But if I wouldn't have been patient, I'd have lost out on that.
1: Interesting. Now, I did notice, didn't you earlier on, like, I would always tell you, like, take an offer if it gets close. And you would, like, decline them, right? Oh, yeah. But now you're more willing to, like, work with
0: people? Partially because I've got a lot more inventory. So that, that's, that's part of the reason I'm I'm willing to, to haggle with people a little. Or, you know, like, let them get a little bit there. As long as I'm still am making profit. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you're first starting out and you know, you've got 10 items, you want to make as much ROI as possible so you can get some capital. And we talked about the, 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 the short and fast of the nickel and the dime, but you know,
1: but I think patience plays a huge part. Like you said, absolutely. Right. If you want to get those prices, you have to be patient.
0: So here would be a habit. I would say that I need to break because there's good habits and bad habits. Okay. Now this is an extensive list
1: today, by the way. We're just trying to break down a few of them. Yeah.
0: We might have a part two. Ooh, that would be great. I'll be more prepared for the second one. Okay. All right. So um, <clears throat> so with patience, um, we've talked several times. We Even last episode I mentioned, and I kind of accused Orlando of maybe being uh, somebody, one of the watchers on a lot of my items.
1: He accused me of a lot of things last podcast. Let's be real. And relevant. Okay. okay.
0: Uh, right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So there's... Been times where I'm looking at how many views items have, and it's like every day I'm going through my my listings, and as I get more and more listings, I don't have time to look at them all. But there's times where I'm hawking items where it's like, did it get any views today? Has it has watchers gone up? And it, and it can create a sense of anxiety because I'm not being confident in the fact that I've done the research. I know it's valuable. Let's just play the long game. But think about the time you're wasting doing That's true. that too. Yep. I could be researching other things.
1: I used to. I remember back in the day and and there's nothing wrong if you're. You know, stuck on watching watchers, right? Because I did it too. But you're losing time. Mm. Right. You could be more effective doing something else. So yeah, being, sharing on
0: Poshmark. Doing that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or or listing on eBay or sourcing or whatever it is. Right. There's other things. And so you gotta be patient. Like the the if if you found an item, you did the research, right? And you know that it's gonna meet a certain price point, unless it's a fluke, like be patient. Right. Don't take that fast nickel unless it's around Q4 and, and the fast nickel works better for you because you need capital. But be patient. Right. I see a lot of people on eBay that sell things for like 50 percent less. Right. And maybe it's because they have a lot of inventory. But sometimes I think people just get impatient.
0: Mm. What are what are some ways, Orlando, that you would say that you have been able to increase your patience? Because when that when you think of something like patience, And we think of like the habits to build that. Like, there are people who are naturally more patient than others based off things they've gone through. But like for our listeners out there, like what could you suggest to them to do to increase their patience?
1: I would say build that pipeline. We've said it before, and 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 you know a lot of people are gonna go, oh here we go again. But it's kind of like today. I was I was on Instagram with someone, and and somebody said, yeah I listed three items, (laughs) and none of them sold. Mm. eBay's a sham, right? I go wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! You listed three items, right? Like, there. First of all, you have to be uber patient to hope mm-hmm. that those three items are going to sell, right? It could be a long time because we know that eBay likes constant activity, mm-hmm. right? Whatever the Cassini or the algorithm likes, seeing that you're constantly listing. You only have three items, right? And we always give this analogy: if you walked into a store and there's only three items, and you were looking for something that wasn't one of those three items, you're not going to buy that item. Mm. Right, so I would say is you need to be willing to work without instant results. You need to be willing to work for a long time. Right, summer slowdown was a time where patience really needed to play a part, mm. especially if you are new. Right, unless you're like Mike and you caught summer heat because Mike had a ton of sales in the summer, which was, you know, I think Ebe was trying to hook Mike, but you know, that's my conspiracy.
0: Maybe, but I saw weird things. Or maybe, or maybe Mike just has that eye. I think that's what I mean. Like, you saw my—that's uh, true. You saw my 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 cell with the uh, the cow butter dish, right?
1: Yeah, I saw that. What was that?
0: Yeah, right. I got two of them. I was at a garage sale, paid five dollars. I, I or both? Five dollars each. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I looked at the bottom. It's just an interesting looking item. It's like a butter dish that was a cow that was like painted really weird. And I looked up the brand, and I saw the exact same cow one, and they've sold for relatively high. So I'm like. I'm picking these up, right? So I look at weird things, and I think that's what helped me in the beginning. And I've moved away from that because you don't find those unique items all the time. A lot of times it's the, the constant bullos we talk about. So I've had to learn that. Um, but that's I'm going to attribute my summer heat to my ability and not uh-huh. to eBay. Okay. But right. it was probably eBay.
1: But it's patience, right? Like you said, like now you're willing to haggle with people because now you have more items. Mm. Right. It took patience. Right. Yep. I mean, you were working, you're building, and you didn't get instant results. And, I, you know, it's kind of like Q4 right now. Like, I'm really impatient right now. Like, I really want to start making a lot of money. And I could, I could go and I could put a repricer and I could put, you know, undercut everybody mm. by, you know, a cent or two and I could have a ton of sales, but I'm going to lose out on a lot of money. Yep. Because of my impatience. Right. So you just, you you got to be patient. Right. And part of that, is, you know, when you're out on garage sales and, and at thrift stores, like you got to be patient and don't pick
0: up junk. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Oh, no, that's absolutely true. Sometimes you go to three or four garage sales and you don't find anything. And there starts to be a sense of urgency because there's that golden hour, right, of, of time when before all the other resellers get there and buy all the good stuff um, that you're kind of like, I, I don't want to go home with nothing. So I'm going to buy something, even if that something isn't a good something.
1: And that's the thing, because I've got an impatient, right? I mean, you go into a store and, you know, you're always trying to find that thing that you'll pay for $5 and you'll sell for 100 mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, after going to three or four stores, things that you'd make maybe $15 after buying for $5 started looking a little better. Yep. Right? Do you yeah. get what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: no, absolutely.
1: I'm sure a lot of you out there have experienced that where you're like, I might as well just get something, right? Make this day productive. Make this morning
0: productive. And, and there's there's actually I would I would argue, and we've talked about that before, you should not have blinders on. You shouldn't just be looking for one thing. You should be willing to scan other things and, and find other stuff, and not be so focused, so narrowly focused that you're missing <laughs> the, the other things. Right? Like you don't see the forest for the trees, the trees for the forest, or whatever. You know? Are you trying to do a quote and of the that's week? That's not there? the quote of the week. We're, I'll, I'll save that one. Are you going to save? Right, as I'm thinking about the peas, I thought of a good quote that would work for one of those peas. Oh, wow.
1: Okay. So. Got to be patient. And that also means, like, when you're at garage sales, be willing to walk away from a bad buy,
0: mm. right? Don't
1: have have you had to walk away from a bad buy before?
0: Yeah, and in fact, when we went on our very first ride along, um, where you were teaching me about garage sales, I remember there was something you said to me that kind of gave me the courage to walk away from from bad buys. Um, we went to, we saw, I think it was a VCR. It was in the box. They didn't have the remote for it, and we looked at it and then we went to the car and you mentioned like, I Oh, it'd be, this. it'd be worth getting, you know, if it's, if it's a good price. And, and I went back out and I asked him and, and the guy wouldn't budge. Like he, he was asking for, for too much. And I came back and Orlando, you were like, I'm proud of you for not buying it. Right. Cause like I wanted it cause I was like, I can make like, you know, $15 off of this, this VCR. And, and the fact that I didn't, I wasn't willing to make that purchase, which would have taken a lot of time to ship and box and, for such a small ROI. And the fact that you encouraged me of like, it was good for you to walk away from that. Like, even though that was something I was looking for, it wasn't in my price range and I didn't budge.
1: I agree, and you know, I've had bad buys. So, give you an example, I I got really impatient because there was this time where like, I remember HP uh, toner and so on was unrestricted on Amazon. Mm. And actually one of my first few sales on Amazon, I went to the Salvation Army, you know that one in, in that we talk about that's really messed up? Yep. Okay. And I actually bought like 10 toner cartridges mm. for like $15 a piece, and I flipped them all for $100 each. Wow. And I was like, this is awesome, right? I, I was all pumped. And I remember, you know, I was at this garage and, and uh, sorry, to rewind. I did my research when I found cartridges because all of the dates, like, weren't expired. Mm. Right? You can't send expired items to Amazon. You can sell on eBay, you just can't send it to Amazon. And I remember from that point forward, anytime I saw a toner, I was just impatient. Like I had to have it. Like I didn't research, I would just buy out and eventually it cost me. Mm. Because I did. I went to a garage sale and I thought I could sell these toners for $100 a piece and I paid, I think, $30 each. I want to say I bought uh, 10 of them. Right. And I was impatient because I was worried that if I didn't pick them up at that point in time, like somebody else was going to snag them. Mm. So I didn't even look at dates. And what ended up happening was half of them were expired. Right. So there's $150 that I lost and I put them on eBay and they've been on eBay for a year. Oof. Right. Yeah. And my impatience ended up costing me.
0: And and we I do that all the time with with shoes. I, I I've had a lot of success selling shoes. Um, but there's a lot of times where I'm at garage sales or I'm at a thrift store and I'm wanting to move quickly and I look at shoes and they're in a decent price range and they look okay and I and put don't them in get us wrong. Moving quickly is a good yeah, thing. Yeah, you should move quickly. But then there's times I get home and then I go to take the pictures and I realize there's a flaw that's much bigger and possibly too big to to list that I didn't recognize in the store. Um, I mean I bought one one boot that it looked great in the store, I didn't spend the time, I was impatient. I got home. And then, like part of the front was like actually separating, and like the sole was coming off. I should have seen it, and yeah. in fact, I remember after I got home and looked at it, like, oh, I actually saw these boots last week when I was at that thrift store, and I didn't pick them up because it had the sole was coming off, and so I was impatient and it was an item I'd already seen, I already knew it was flawed, and I didn't take the time to inspect it so in the end,
1: patience right is, is huge, and give you on the positive side of it. Right, because sometimes, like waiting it out, right, is one of the best ways to end up, you know, making those big sales, right? And so I've had moments where, you know, I, I t- I'll talk about. I think I mentioned uh, this train. Um, so there's this maybe didn't I mention ever a holiday train. I did like that mm, sold yep, to Spain. Yep. So I'll bring it up again. But I like this story because I have another train exactly the same. Mm. And I remember, and those of you that haven't listened, I think it's like episode, I want to say it's episode five or global shipping one, the one that no one, well, some people have listened to, but if you <laughs> haven't, go back. But I remember people kept lowballing, right? And so I had it up for, I think, a thousand dollars and I was willing to take seven fifty, but I kept, you know, I paid only $80 and then I had to buy extra tracks from eBay. So it was like a hundred dollars. I had into it. But I remember people kept offering me 200 and 300. And I knew it was worth money. Mm. Right. And I just, and it took a long time. I mean, it took a year. Mm. But after a year, you know, somebody offered me, I forget what it was, it was over $500. Right. And it was worth me waiting. Right. Right. Uh, I doubled my money. Or let me give you a better example. So (laughs) I'll never forget this because it's the only time I've ever picked up this brand. You ever heard of Willis and Geiger? I have not. So Willis and Geiger is a brand. This is Bolo, by the way. It's not even a Bolo episode, but you... Because chances of you finding Willis and Geiger are, like, slim to mm. days. But Willis and Geiger is a brand that had, like, safari jackets or, like, a, you know, like, those those khaki kind of deals, those jackets. You know what I'm talking about? Like, outdoors kind of Yes, close. yes, yep. Okay? It's kind of like a uh, Filson, right? But it's not Filson. So... I remember I was trying to rush out of a store at a Goodwill. Like I was trying to get out of there. And I was getting really impatient in line, I'm like, why are these people taking so long? And I turn, I see this jacket. And I look it up and and you know the, the jacket's gone for like a hundred. People have sold it for a hundred. And it's a Willis and Geiger. And I'm like, this is actually like within my first year of reselling. So I pick it up and I'm like, uh, I, I know there's something more to this. I can't just take that easy hundred. And I did my research and I was patient. Like I could have flipped it right away. Cause you know, when you're first reselling, like you want those quick sales. Right. Right. And we suggest that you do that like on lower price items because you want to build your capital. And what ended up happening is, was like, I took the time to do the research. I was patient about it. I made sure I had good pictures and I put listed it high, listed at $300. And other people were selling for a hundred, and actually the patience paid off because it didn't even take more than two months. I sold that jacket for three hundred dollars, right? So you gotta be patient. Like the right buyer has to be there. Now if it's an item that like you know it's an iPad or an iPhone, like patience isn't worth it to you, right? Because it's not unique. It's not a discontinued brand. But if you have an item that has
0: value, like patience will pay off. So you're saying practicing patience increases potential profit. There you go. There you go. That that's a good way to look at it. There you go. Okay. All right, we gotta move on. Right. Let's go. <clears throat> Let's talk about perseverance. Ooh, perseverance. Let me let me uh do the quote of the week right here. Oh wow. Okay. Before we even get into it. Right, talk, go for it. Perseverance. So I think this quote I, I thought of this as when you said uh perseverance when I heard the piece. So there's this quote. I'm uh, not sure. You know what? Honestly, it's it's probably been said a hundred different times, a hundred different ways by a hundred different people. So I I can't attribute it to anybody, but essentially, essentially it's this complacency is the enemy of success or complacency is the enemy of, you know, fill in the blank, but it's usually something related to success. And, And I think that that's kind of what happens when you don't have perseverance. Um, and, and I know perseverance isn't always like Seen as that way, but, like you can get to a place where you feel like you've persevered through the hard part, and then now you've made it. And so you don't put in the effort. you don't you don't work as hard as you've been working, and you kind of take it easy. And when you become complacent, um you end up going backwards, I feel like. And mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, so perseverance isn't just perseverance during the hard time, I feel like, but it's also continually moving forward, even when you've made it,
1: I agree. And that's the thing recently, like it's that extra 1% mm. that will keep you moving. Yep. Right. I mean, how, you know, you've had some success, right. In this short time. I, I feel like it. Yeah. Okay. Give me a story about perseverance. Like a time that you, and I'm putting you on the spot, a time that you, like you were exhausted, you were tired, but you kept hustling through.
0: Um, so I'm the kind of person that, Feels like I need time off like I, I work hard enough that I deserve breaks yeah um, and that comes out um, you mentioned vices and your only vices is, is Diet Mountain Dew at this point um, <laughs> but, At least the one that people know about so for me um, I would say kind of laziness uh, or procrastination I'll throw procrastination in with perseverance is uh, okay. keep that alliteration going um, I I tend to want to just relax and watch TV and do things like that. And that's my way of unwinding. And honestly, reselling has been very successful, but it's been a lot of work. And um, being a full-time teacher and being a videographer and being a new parent and doing all of these things that I've got on my plate, um, there's times where I just feel like I've worked hard enough this week. I deserve a day to just sit and watch TV. Um, or to go to bed earlier or fill in the blank, right? Just something other than work. Um, and and, yeah, there's there's times where, luckily, my wife is is one of my biggest motivators and encouragers. Um and there's times where, you know, it's it's her giving me the encouragement that says, no, we're not watching TV. We got to go out and post. We got to go out and take pictures. We got to go, you know, do something. We have to we have to keep moving forward. Um and I'd say that this has been, Over the years, I've grown out of a lot of my laziness and procrastination. And reselling, I think, has been the thing that's tipped me over the edge into being one of the most productive, hardworking people um, that I can be because I'm constantly working and, and, and going through times where I'm running off of very little sleep. I'm training for a half marathon. I'm doing videography. I'm teaching. I'm reselling. All of these things, we've got the podcast. Um, and it does take perseverance. It does take a certain amount of this is hard. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I got to keep plowing through this. I'm trying to use as many P's as I can. I don't know if oh, you've noticed that. I love the alliteration. Thank you, English teacher. You're welcome. So, What about you? What is about the time you've had to use perseverance? You know, I
1: distinctly remember last year. And this is, you know, I always say that I never planned on going full time. <laughs> it wasn't like something that I had mapped out that like, hey, in five years, I'm going to go full time. It just was something. Did I say last year? I want to say two years ago. On their free, I don't know what it was, but I remember it was like 10 o'clock in the evening. And I was sitting there and I've changed a lot. In my early 20s, I remember I would sit and watch like Marathon's Law and Order. Mm. I don't know why. Like I think of all that lost time. Yep. Hours of TV. I would just, and I still do. Like I still watch TV. Like luckily 24 isn't making another round because. I would Jack binge Bauer, watch that uh, all day long. But <clears throat> what ended up happening was I remember sitting there and going I can choose to sit here and watch a show or I can work my tail off from 10 to midnight for the next two years. Mm. to completely changed my life. Mm. And I remember it was like right before I was going to go watch a, a Bonafide Hustler video and to kind of motivate me because, you know, I like his watching his ride along and so on and and I remember, I just, I, I had this point in time where, like, I'm going to work till midnight every night, mm. and I did that for the last two years, like ten o'clock. Hit. And there's probably a lot of times when <clears> you didn't <throat> want to. Oh, I, I, I trust me, there. Are, especially when it comes to packing FBA shipments, that's one of the things I do not. I'm, I'm just not a fan. Mm.
0: We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode.
1: It's just, it's a lot of prep. And I know I can hire someone and so on, but I I kind of, I think I needed it because here's another thing. Here's about perseverance. I would say it's, you gotta be willing to understand that. And this goes along with patience That whatever work you're putting in, you may not see for a while. Mm. It's going to take a while. So you got to keep persevering right now on a practical standpoint. Right. It's like, let's get practical here. Right. I can get relief. And I feel like we're like philosophical here, but. Uh,
0: philosophically practical.
1: Oh my goodness. Okay. Perseverance there, there you go. All right. Well, there's a part of me that goes, you know, the, the practical part is like, I always tell people this when you're out garage selling, like you got to keep grinding. Mm. Right. Because I have had garage sales that I make majors. My first major FBA score was at nine 30 in the morning. Mm. I'll never forget it. I went to a ton of garage sales. I didn't find anything. And I show up at this estate. For whatever reason, people just didn't go through their items. And she had a bunch of sealed electronics. She had um, translate, not translate, like learn how to speak different languages, like sealed Mm. things, which at that time, some of these items were going for like $200. Okay. She had Nikon stuff that was sealed. She had, I mean, all kinds of stuff. And had I given up, had I at nine something said, I'm done, I'm going to go home, I, I would have missed out. I probably made, I think, over $3,000 on that haul. Wow. That was one of my first FBA hauls. Wow. Right? So I keep talking about that. Like, you got to keep persevering or you can replace that with hustling. You got to keep hustling at garage shows, thrift stores. Like, I always tell people, like, don't go home until you find that score. Mm. It doesn't have to be a mega score. But you just keep hunting, right? Because it's there, right? The opportunities will find you. You just got to get out there. Because I get people all the time say, "Orlando, you're so lucky here." You're like, no, I had nothing to
0: do with luck. Mm. I persevered. I just kept going and going and going, and eventually I landed on a deal. Yeah, and, and honestly, there's times where, you know, I'm waking up four in the morning. I mean, that's the time I wake up every day. So it's not. You're a good man. Well, it's just I I have to be. I would sleep in till noon if I could naturally. Um, And I've gotten to the place now where I do wake up at four every day. Um, But for a while it was four during the weekdays and then the weekends was sleep in. Well, there's times where, you know, Saturday morning I got to get to those garage sales. And so I'm waking up and yeah, there's times when I'd love to be sleeping in, but yeah, when you're starting your day that early and so you're, in the car and you're out driving around five o'clock to get to wherever you need to be to be there at the six o'clock garage sale that they're setting up at early. And and so you're working from that early in the morning until, you know, maybe noon. Cause afterwards you're going to some thrift stores and you've already put in a full day's worth of work. And then you go home and it's like, well, now I've got a car full of stuff that I don't want to sit in death piles. Now I got to start taking pictures. Now I gotta start and your whole day is consumed by that. And there's times where it's just, yeah, you can feel like This is so much work. Is it worth it? Um, But then as you see your pipeline getting bigger and as you see your sales coming in and as you see your standard of living change, you say, okay, it was worth that. It was worth those hours that I spent then because of the way I get to live now.
1: And that's the thing. You're not always going at a thousand percent. Right. Right. I mean, I'm at a place where I don't have to go at a thousand percent all the time. Right. And I'll be okay. But I'm choosing to go a thousand percent, especially with this Q4, because I want to level up things. I want to set myself up for next year where I'm not worrying about being paycheck to paycheck. I'm not going, okay, what else can I build? Right. You talked about in your in our, in our show with the Sin City Hustlers about mm. empire, yep. right? And legacy, right? That we want to build a legacy. So that, that kind of leads into our next point, right? Perspective. Mm. Right. You got to have the right perspective if you want to be in this. And even if you want to just be a hobby person on the side, you got to have a perspective. Mm. Right. And one of the things I would say is you got to have the perspective that this is a long term game. Right. That it's it's not, you know, something that you just do for two, three hours a week and just put aside like this. This will take time. And especially if you want to go
0: full time. Like you got to have the end goal in mind. Yeah and honestly like we've talked about that a lot and I feel there's times when inside I worry like are we going to lose listeners cuz I've heard a few people that I've I've mentioned to you, like oh I want to get into reselling so I tell them about the podcast and they start listening and mm-hmm. then after a few episodes they say like man this is actually a lot more work than I thought it was I probably not going to do it and so like there's that fear of like should we make this seem easier than it is but our 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 slogan is right like to be real yeah and so Um, I don't, we don't want to scare anybody off, but we want to actually encourage that if you go at it with the right mindset, like we all know, and it's a lot of times it's cliches that, that, that we have. And in fact, there's, you know, quote, another quote that says, um, you don't really usually need to learn new things. You just have to put into practice the things, you know, right. And so, so one of those things is there's nothing in life that's really worth having unless it it, you have to work hard for it. Like that's a cliche that everybody says and it kind of, you know, we know that deep down, but most of us don't live that way, right? Like most of us want to take the easy route because it's the easy route. And, you know, it's, it is much easier to sit and watch TV or to do other things. Um, but when you have the right perspective and you've got your mindset on, this is going to take work, a lot of work, but it pays off and it's going to be worth it. I mean, nobody would, Go to college if they didn't think it was worth it. Nobody would um, learn how to do anything, right? Like anything that's worth learning, whether it's playing an instrument, whether it's. I think it's, there's
1: another quote coming on. No, there's no more quotes. Are you sure? Well, maybe. It Kind of seems
0: like you're going down that road. No quotes, I promise. Okay. All
1: right, just check it. No, but I, I agree with you. Like, and I feel like this is one of our more serious episodes. And I think there's a time to be serious. Right, because I know I, I know a lot of you are listening, and, and maybe some of you are at that point where you're just like, you know, Orlando and Mike, like I tried, like started listening to you guys back in June, and man, I'm just not getting the results I want. Mm. Right, and so you got to think about, okay, why is it? Is it one because you were expecting quick results, mm. and you were hoping to have that new car or being able to pay your rent right away, or you know, what what is it? Is it is it that you're missing? that long-term perspective, that this is a long game, that to build a pipeline is going to take time. Yeah. Remember, it took five years for me to get to a place where I can say, hey, I can do this full-time. And even now that I'm full-time, to continue being full-time, it's going to take more perseverance, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, and, and here's the part of it, and Gary V talks about this a lot of things, but he, I love this the quote. <laughs> uh-huh, I got a quote. Huh. Yeah, whatever. I don't wanna hear it quote. No, you gotta <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. He talks about whatever he's, you're doing, you gotta love the process. Mm. And that's the thing here. Like if you're going into this and thinking, hey, I'm just gonna make that quick buck, you might. There are some people that end up landing, they go private label or they go wholesale and they find that item. But that's rare, like mm. ultra rare. Right? There's some YouTubers out there that like they they hit it big time and they're helping other people hit it big time. But there's a lot of people that are falling off too, yeah. right? Because you got to think long term, right? And so you got to decide, like, it's along with that patience and that perseverance. Am I willing to continue doing this, mm. right? And And don't think about it, you know, like, oh, what am I going to be doing six months from now? Think about it. what am I going to be doing this week? Mm-hmm. What are we going to be doing today?
0: Yeah, I think you have to always have two plans, right? You have to have the immediate plan, and you have to have the future plan, because because if you're not planning, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Um, yeah, throw another quote there. I think we're just doing filler quotes. Yeah. Um. So, but 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 part of perspective, I think, is you need the long term plan, because if you don't have a goal, if you're not aiming for something, you're never going to hit it. So you have to have that, you know, I want to be full time or I want to buy a new car or I want to. And do that the way you want to do it. too. Yeah. And plan it. Plan the way like, but you need, like Orlando said, you need to have the short term goal of what's the little tiny incremental step I can take today that's going to move me towards that. And you don't always have to think. I mean, that's the same thing with like dieting or quitting a bad habit. A lot of times people think like, oh, I can never do this again ever. Well, don't think about ever. Just think about today like what's the best choice you can make in this moment and in that perspective make it something
1: tangible yep. right don't just say i'm going to level up my standard of living Well, what does that look like to you does that look like hey i'm going to hustle this whole q4 that in january i can buy a new car mm. right i mean that's one of my goals my goal is i love my resale mobile mm. have you seen my resale mobile lately yeah i got like tape holding up parts yeah. i got like i got things broken here i got scratches here. I don't care. It, you know, it, it, it does what it does. But one of my long-term goals is that I'm gonna hustle like crazy so I can pay cash for a car mm. and I'm good and I don't have to make patience on it. So, you know, when you see me in my Lambo, I'm joking. Mm. but when you see me in my nice Honda Pilot with leather seats, you know, fully decked out, you'll know that, hey, Orlando reaches the goal, right? Make it tangible, right? And, and if you're just starting new reselling, you got to have the perspective, like, for me, and you talked about this too, like, I want to take my kids to Disney, Yep. right? So, I got to think, you know, I'm reselling not just to be able to buy these shoes or buy this. I'm thinking of this long-term perspective goal, like, I want to take my my family on a vacation to Disneyland, mm. or I want to be able to, to buy my wife this next gift, or I want to, you know, whatever it is,
0: make it tangible. Yep. Can I, since this has been kind of a serious episode, all right. <laughs> Can can I throw in another P? Another uh, yeah, another another habit, another practice for resellers. Uh, playful, make it a little playful because honestly, it's fun. <laughs> you know, like play Twister. No, no, oh, bear yeah. bear with me on this. So we've talked a lot about the work, and like I said, I, I don't want to scare people away. But think about it: like when you go to garage sales and you meet people, and you're finding random weird stuff in thrift stores, it's Fun. And we think of all the stories that we talk about as we sit here and talk to each well, other. that's
1: why I love the podcast yeah. because it is fun. It's it's a ton of fun, and, and we that's know, perspective.
0: And exactly, you've got to have the right perspective on it. That it's work, but but honestly, it's you're your own boss when you're doing this, right? Like, yeah. and and you get to meet interesting people. Like sometimes when you're at garage sale, some of the people you meet, you're like, whoa, right? And and sometimes they're just awesome, and you meet cool people, and you get <clears> to do <throat> things you didn't think you would do before, and you get to I've bought items that, you know, I've never thought like I would own and it's sitting because if you think about it, like currently I own a bunch of random stuff that's in my garage. Like Mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of fun and interesting and you get to talk about it and as many fun stories as we have on reselling, we know you guys have just as many. So, um, yeah, have the right perspective and, and be a little playful with it too.
1: No, I agree. I mean, that's one of the fun things. I think about all the things I've sold from, you know, from some of the cool Harley shirts that had these funny designs you know every once in a are like people got away with wearing that kind of stuff in the 80s you know what i mean and then they
0: still buy it today
1: yeah they still buy it today right <laughs> or or you think about you know i get really nostalgic mm. right uh you know 80s and 90s like I, I look and now i love it that the 90s is coming back mm. right or has been back yep right so now when i'm reselling like it's fun because i have this perspective that like I just got to think about what I wanted when I was in high school. Mm. And that's going to generally make money. Right? So you got to have true. that perspective. Other perspective is that, and I know we talk, we go back and forth, Mike, about this, that, yes, it's a hobby, but recently a lifestyle. Yep. Let me let me give you an example. <clears throat> so I'll never forget two years ago when, was it, when did, uh, what was that game you guys would always play
0: on your phone? Clash of Clans. Clash of Clans. So, uh, you know, were you a big Clash of Clans guy? I wasn't. I got into uh, Clash Royale, which was an offshoot of that. Okay, I, I played my fair share of games, but that wasn't one that I was addicted to.
1: So I remember, like, you know, and I get it. Like, now if you're, like, a grown man and you play video games, it's all good. Right? And I, I do, too. So I'm not dissing anybody that does. I just remember, like, you know, 15 years ago, that would be a stigma. Mm. Right? Kind of like being an entrepreneur 15 years ago, man, you were unemployed. Right? yeah. <laughs> I mean, Right. It, it, things change. But uh, I remember seeing all these people, grown men playing Clash of Clans. I'll never forget. Maybe I shouldn't share the story. But, you know, when I was in administration, I OK, I won't say what position this person held, but it was a pretty important position. And every time I walked by this guy's office, I always saw him. He'd be in front of his computer and he'd be playing Clash of Clans. You know who I'm talking about, right? I don't. OK, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's best. And he'd always, like, as soon as somebody showed up, he would slyly, like, slide his phone under papers. Dude, all the time this guy was playing Clash of Clans. <laughs> okay? And <clears throat> I remember, like, I'd go to think that people are doing Clash of Clans. I'm like, you know what? You can do your Clash of Clans. I'm going to do eBay right now. Mm. So I'd be busy listing. I'd be busy, do, you know, sending messages. I, I'd take offers. And to me, it was like, my perspective is going to be, hey, you can have your fun in games. But I'm gonna make
0: money. Yep. No, that's great stuff. And and it is a terrible ROI, but one of our other friends who I knew was really into Clash of Clans there at the school, uh, another <laughs> yeah, faculty member ended up selling his Clash of Clan account, Clash of Clans account on eBay for a significant amount of money. So he could have gotten more. He, I think he, he sold in. it for a
1: couple thousand.
0: Ooh, so 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 if you do it right, you can even make money. And you can't, eBay. by the way,
1: you can't sell
0: like those accounts, you can sell
1: a paperclip and you get the account for free.
0: Yeah, or like a post-it note with like the account information on it. So yellow post-it note. That's how he sold it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think it was a post-it or a paperclip. Like he listed it as one or the other
0: and then it was the account was free. Yeah, I mean, I knew people were going <clears throat> a little bit off topic here, but I knew people who I used to play like World of Warcraft. I was when I was in high school and just out of high school. Man, that game will consume your life. Like that is another life right there. Um, and I knew people who would farm, and that's how they made money in high school, is they would play for hours and hours and hours, and then they'd sell the stuff they got on eBay or on really? forums to other people. Um, and then people in other countries ended up like taking that market over because they were able to do it at, you know, they'd play longer and would take less money. Um and it, it was it was its own economic system. And people, yeah, would would just play this game. And when I worked at um in corporate America, one of my my colleagues that worked with me um, worked the desk over from me, and when we weren't busy, he was playing... It was a RuneScape, so it was like an even cheesier RPG game. And yeah, that's what he would do. He'd say like, yeah, I can so make... Harry like Harry
1: Potter, board games, World of Warcraft. Oh, I'm a nerd.
0: Dungeons and Dragons. Absolutely. Magic. So, but but he would be like, yeah, I make like $2 an hour you doing You understand, this. like, that's the thing now, right? Being a nerd? Yeah. Well... I'm I'm gonna sound super hipster is that wrong. I, say, I feel bad that you even called it being a nerd. No, I think I'm I'm a nerd and I'm proud. I'm allowed to say nerd because I'm a nerd. Okay. All right. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it's funny because he'd you he'd make comments like, yeah, I make like two dollars an hour, and I'm I would say things like, How can you like that's not economically feasible? And he goes, Yeah, but I'm just sitting at the desk not working anyway. So I might oh as well. Oh <laughs> my goodness.
1: So crazy. All right. Well, speaking of that, the other perspective I want to talk about is you gotta think of this as a business. Mm right I, I can't stress that enough and I, I, let me share it with you i'll just be real here like so i have somebody that helps prepare you know my taxes and so on and man like had she not been clear with me like you need this and this like the simple thing like tracking are you tracking mileage um not as well as i should be okay but that's what i mean like you, you know for the government i think it's like 53 cents a mile right? yep. you get back in your tax right and you got to have that perspective even if you're doing it as a hobby you got to treat it like a business mm. right because in the end it's going to catch up to you right so i i'll never forget the horrible experience i had last year where you know i was still in this hobby mindset mm. right so i didn't track my miles i had some receipts i didn't have some receipts and you know the one thing, the one saving grace I had was that I linked up my cards that I used for reselling to my GoDaddy account. Mm. So what I was able to do was I was able to track all my expenses. And then the mileage I had already, you know, kind of put down, I was able to um, what do cross check or whatever it is. Right. With the places I went to. Right. All I had to do is go GPS on it. And I was able to go, OK, that's accurate. I, but that took, I, I can't even tell you how many hours and days. Mm. The frustration I felt had I just treated it like a business and had done that
0: from the very beginning. And I better go back and start checking my mileage. Oh, sorry, I was in, see, yeah. I'm telling you, this is organic. Like, this is not need, planned. I'm going to need some serious perseverance to get through this next few weeks as I go back through and do my mileage.
1: But what a better
0: time than doing it now, though. Think about if you went all Q4 without doing mileage. That's true. Right? Then you're in a mess. What so, about like garage, like well, that was one thing. Like, again, a little off topic, but but what do you do for like when you purchase stuff at garage sales? Like, how do you ah, prove the prices that you pay for that?
1: Okay, again, disclaimer: we are not tax professionals. This is not any kind of advice.
0: This is just what we. This do. is not legally binding. No. Okay. No, this is legally binding. That it's not legal advice.
1: So I've seen two <laughs> different ways. Um, if you ever watch Bonafide Hustler on YouTube, you know those um those notebooks that you could do cash receipts. Yep. So he does, when he goes to garage sales, he writes on the cash receipt like the address, what he bought and for how much.
0: Wow, I have not been doing that. Yeah, much.
1: I can't do that. What I do is, when I'm really on it, is I usually I have my map on my list of where I'm going.- uh-huh. And so it's already all the info is on there. All I do is real quick, after I buy stuff, I just um, I just write down how much I spent, whatever keywords that will remind me, and I take care of it later. That makes sense.
0: It does. Oh, man. This is going to be terrible. No. Is prepare for my taxes. No, it's
1: not. But, but again, oh. this is, and I don't want to do a tax. I have people asking us to do taxes episode. Mm. I don't know if I want to go down that road.
0: But I would say. It be best practice episode.
1: Yeah. Best practices, right? Kind of like habits of a
0: reseller. Yeah.
1: Maybe we do need a part two.
0: Maybe. 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 That's a good idea. I don't
1: know. But, you know, hey, while we're still talking about this, if you have any habits of reseller you want to share with us, always feel free to DM us, right? We're Pure As A Podcast on Instagram. We are Pure As A Podcast on Facebook. or Pure As A Cast on Twitter. Leave us a voicemail if you have any suggestions, 619-738-1170. Shoot us an email at pure as a podcast at gmail.com. And maybe if you want to watch some more of our video here,
0: leave a comment, subscribe on YouTube. Go
1: for it and hit that like button.
0: Yeah, and when you let us know what your habits are, they don't even have to start with a P. That is
1: true. That is true. So again, let let's go back to so treat it as a business. Like you're what what have you been doing with the money that you made reselling?
0: Um. Well, I mean, it all goes to PayPal, and then every so often we pull the money out of PayPal, put it into our bank, and then just spend it on more inventory. Okay, so you're using it as capital, right? Right. Treat as a business. Yep.
1: Like you're not making money and going. Hey, we're gonna go to a theme park today. Yep. No, I mean, there's. Oh, are a- you gonna go buy some World of Warcraft? Stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, I luckily don't play that game anymore. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely been times where we've treated ourselves, you know. But um, for the most part, money goes back into into capital. Um, you do have to pay yourself your if it's a business, you know, you're an employee, you're the sole proprietor of your company, you get to write yourself a check every once in a while. But uh, but yeah, so I do treat it like a business for sure.
1: That's huge, right? Because bookkeeping, right? If you treat it as a business, bookkeeping will be a priority for you. Mm. Right. So if you're new to reselling and things are really scaling up, like now is the time. Like remember my fiasco with inventory, mm. right? I wasn't treating it like a business. It was kind of like, oh, something so I'm gonna go find it. Right. And all the time I was losing, right? That was time that was being taken away from my business. Mm. Right. So I took the time to invest, get a helper, got it all organized. And now that time I'm able to use more effectively. Right? Oh, I like it. So you got to treat it like a business. Okay, so hey, let's recap some of these. So first of all, patience, right? You got to be willing to work for a while <laughs> until you get those results. You, you okay
0: with that one? I think that's great. <laughs> You're just ready for me to just list these all out? Oh, that is, yeah. Well, okay, we're going to talk about each one again. No, no we're not going <laughs> to. Patience. Patience, patience. Be willing to walk away. Right? Something you gotta walk away. Yeah, don't buy that stuff if it's uh if it's if it's not in the right the the right price range. If you've done your research, you know what it goes for, you know what you should buy it for to get the right ROI. Mm-hmm. And be patient about selling. Right. If
1: you know the value, don't go for that easy, easy dollar. Now, I would say don't fight for every dollar, but we'll talk about that in another mm. episode. Okay. And then perseverance, right? It's an extra one percent that's gonna take you to the next level, right? Making that dedication, right? Getting up at four in the morning like Mike. 4 in the morning, really?
0: Every 4 a.m.
1: that That's beast mode. You got to, man. I get up at 4 a.m. because, like, something loud happened or my son woke me up. <laughs> like, I, I just, oh, man, four in the morning. Okay? Hey, it's going to be those extra nights, right? Yep. It's going to be that dedication that will take you
0: to the next level. So don't be willing to be complacent. Yep. Right? Complacency is the enemy of success slash excellence slash all the good stuff. So if you're
1: at those garage sales... Keep persevering until you find something, right? Don't settle for less. If you're at thrift stores, don't settle for less. If you're doing RA, right, keep persevering, right? Keep doing that research. And there's more I wanted to add to that, but I think we're going to have to do it another time.
0: Part two, coming soon. Yeah.
1: And then perspective, right? Think about this is a long-term game, right? But like you said, didn't you say something about make it short and long?
0: Yeah, yeah. Have immediate you've got to have the long-term goal where you want to get and you have to have realistic expectations and realistic steps so you can get there. Um, but but you can't think forever because you'll get stuck, right? Like if you think of, um, I've heard several people say this, I know Will Smith has, has a whole speech on this, but like if you think of um, this is where you want to be and you're so far away from that now, don't think about all it's going to take to get there. Think about what's the next step you can take. Because if you take the next step and the next step and the next step and every day you're taking even if it's like a little if you move like a micro inch closer to your goal every single day, before long that that mountain is is climbed. Yep. So
1: that part of that is having the perspective that it's a lifestyle. Right. That it's even if you're doing hobby, like you always gotta, gotta make it part of your life.
0: Yep. Right. And in the and pre- every hobby is, right? Like when you have a hobby, it 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 does become part of your life.
1: Right, but even the simple things like, hey, on the way home from work, I'm going to stop by the thrift store. Yep. Right, or I'm going to make sure that, you know, I end up, while people are doing whatever, Candy Crush, whatever on their phones, I'm going to take out my phone and I'm going to do work. Yep. Right, I'm going to hustle. And then last of all, treat like business. And I think we need to make that part of our part two episode. Yeah. Should we make? Maybe we'll do a part two, like, way down the road. Yeah. I, I think we need to have more lighthearted episodes. Yeah, with that? a
0: little more playful.
1: More play. Oh, yeah, that's the other one we forgot. Be playful. Remember, this is fun. Like what this is the treasure hunt of the twenty-first century.
0: Yeah, I mean, we don't get to uh to go look for pirate treasure, but we get to look for other people's treasure. There you go. <laughs> right? Like their bounty. They're yeah. Their booty. They're booty. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Orlando, oh, um, wow, you're making
1: this weird. Hey, I'm using the proper terminology. Sure. Okay. So hey, if you haven't treated like this like a business, do it. Remember, your time is valuable, right? Your bookkeeping what you're buying, what you're doing with your capital, right? Reinvest. It's a business. All right. With all that being said, hey, make sure you're following us on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube. Share our podcast. Tell right, a hit, friend. Tell a friend. Hit those share buttons. Tag us on posts. We are Pure Hustle podcast, make sure to be real.
0: Be relevant.
1: And be reselling. Please.